Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bria. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Angela from ACR Athletics in Panama City, Florida. What's up, Angela? How are you today? I am awesome. Hey, everybody. Awesome. Glad to have you here. All Thank right. you. I'm so, super stoked. Good, good. I love it. All right. So let's just jump right into it. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? Well, I have had a piece of fitness in my life for a really long time. Well, when somebody introduced me to CrossFit, that changed my life. So CrossFit itself molded me. And as I learned more about CrossFit and wanted to become a coach, I realized how much CrossFit scared other people. And I felt like I had the ability to be able to scale it down enough where I could help people with the CrossFit methodology without them really realizing they were doing CrossFit. So we're talking functional fitness, right? right. So, so as I learned more and became a better coach, I realized that that's the direction that I wanted to go. I wanted to help people who were scared of it, or I wanted to help people who were brand new to it, didn't understand what the language meant, didn't understand um, where their journey might be able to go with functional fitness. Absolutely. Yeah. I think CrossFit in particular gets a bad yes. rap sometimes. A lot of people have the wrong idea about what it is just because a lot of times it's associated with just throwing around as much weight as you possibly can and injuring yourself. I think that a lot of people just automatically go to that thought when they think of CrossFit, they don't think of it as functional movement, you know, improving your movement so that you can be better on a daily basis so that it's easier for you to pick up your groceries and bring them into the house like simple things like that I think that people forget about that stuff and it's just kind of clouded by the uh you know throwing throwing the weight around and injuring yourself I think that those are the two things that people think of when they think of CrossFit unfortunately Right. And they ask you, oh, you look so great. What do you do? And I said, well, I'm a CrossFit coach. Right? I own a CrossFit gym. And they're like, oh, that's, yeah. uh, that's a little scary. I'm like, no, no, no. I've been there. I've done that. You're asking me what I look like, you know, what I've done to make myself look like this. And yes. now I'm giving you the answer and you're getting scared. I said, please right. don't be scared by it. It's something that anybody can do if you have a great coach and a great environment and a great facility to be able to give you the right information. And Absolutely. my particular... Jim, we believe in like life skills. So anything that we do within our gym provides you the strength to be able to do normal daily things. So if you are reorganizing your closet and you need to move a big box from the floor up to the top shelf, we're going to give you the tools to be able to do that in the right form in the gym. So you can go home and do that, right? You, you, you clean your box up and then you kind of press it up onto the top shelf. That's mm -hmm. the theory behind you know, our vision and, and what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Making it applicable in your life outside of the gym as well. And I think that some of those things also translate not only physically, but the mental aspect of it as well, you know, building confidence within yourself. So accomplishing things that you don't think that you're capable of within the gym also translates outside of the gym as well. So that's also a huge aspect. 
Absolutely. And I have a beginner senior class called, it's named my legacy class. And um, it's older ladies, maybe some heavy set ladies, they maybe have a hard time walking, or one of them, their specific goal is they just want to get in and out of the bathtub. Like mm-hmm. that is a that's a big thing. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to progress in such a way that you can get in and out of the bathtub. So we're going to use the things you need to do that in the gym, right. so that you're comfortable doing that at home by yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, little things like that. And, and that class to me is kind of the epitome of what my goals are, my vision is. I I love everybody else. My members are great. We have a great community, but, but those ladies have a struggle and I want to help them with that struggle. Absolutely. I love that. So as far as your business model goes, so you are a CrossFit box. So your structure within your business, are you doing mostly group classes? Do you offer any one-on-ones or semi-privates? What does that look like? So we, we are a CrossFit affiliate. However, I did take CrossFit out of the name. So a- ACR Athletics is kind of a broader umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do right now do group fitness classes. Uh, they're a structured class for an hour. We have a couple of yoga classes in place as well. And we can do some one-on-ones, but my goal is to take somebody with a one-on-one and be able to move them into a class setting over a shorter period of time. So I would rather them be in a group setting because the environment is exciting and it's fun and they don't realize that they can do it because they think everybody's watching them. Everybody's looking at you. So they're a little embarrassed or they're a little reserved. And I want to give them the confidence, you know, at, in, on a one-on-one setting before they go into that group, but I want to try to get them into a group as quickly as I can. Right. So that's the goal for me. Okay. And is that from a perspective of, I'm, I'm sure there are a couple, a couple reasons for that, but one mm-hmm. being that, I mean, group classes are a lot of fun. There's a lot of motivation there. It kind of helps to drive everybody, everybody's feeds off of each other's energy. A lot of times people end up getting better results from that just because of that motivation and that energy. But then also from a business standpoint, is that to allow you to serve more people within your facility? Absolutely. Time-wise, that is exactly what it is. And ACR stands for accountability, community results. So I want them to have that community feel and you know, we hold them accountable by seeing each other's face. So I feel like when you're in a group setting, especially our group setting, it's a pretty comfortable environment. But yes, time-wise, I would like them to be able to move into a, a, a group so that maybe somebody else can move into their place. Right. That. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Completely makes sense because a lot of times, you know, if you're doing personal training, you only have so many hours in a day. And a lot of times those sessions are an hour long. So, you know, you only have so many people that you can accommodate throughout the day. So being able to add more people into group classes and serve more people at the same time, that's certainly helpful overall. And realistically, I'm a fairly small gym and I do have a couple coaches, but most of them have a full-time job. Okay. So they coach for me when they have time and could they do personal training in one-on-one? Absolutely. All five of us are completely capable of doing that. However, you know, time-wise it's just hard. And sometimes it's getting the client's time meshed with your time and it making sense. So yeah, 
that part is difficult as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it can be tough logistically trying to work out schedules and, um, you know, accommodating the clients, but then within your time and setting boundaries also, that can be hard too, because you want to accommodate your clients, but at the same time, you also have a life. So that can be a little bit challenging as well. Uh, so as far as your membership base goes, how many members are you currently serving? We're between 100 and 110 is about what we average. I would like to be closer up to 150, but mm -hmm. when I purchased the gym, it was fairly low. Like we had come through several uh, hardships within the gym mm -hmm. and the owner decided to, to take another career path. And so I had the opportunity to purchase it. So I purchased it um, and we've built up within the last year that I've had it. So I'm excited about that and we're continually trying to grow. Okay. So we talked about a little bit before getting on the show today about how you've faced multiple hardships within the business. So you've been through a hurricane mm -hmm. basically right before COVID. So it was kind of like you were hit twice. So as if COVID wasn't bad enough as far as business goes, I mean, multiple other aspects as well, but um, you you kind of got hit back to back with two different things that both greatly affected the business. So how were you able to deal with that and kind of build things back up afterwards? So the hurricane came in as a category five and it was not supposed to be that strong. So a lot of people did not leave for the hurricane. A lot of people stayed. When we woke up and the hurricane was coming on, the destruction was unreal. And a lot of us at that point, we're in our homes. We didn't know what was going on with our outside lives, you know, our, our gyms, our grocery stores, all of that stuff. So it took a long time. Oh, communication was down as well. So it took us a long time to be able to communicate with our outside friends, our outside family, or our um, community relationships that we had with everybody. So we ended up there were four gyms and two of us survived the hurricane, but barely, like there was a time period where nothing was happening. You could not get anywhere. Trees were down. There was no electricity. There was no communication. And finally our gym opened back up, but it opened. We didn't have plumbing. We didn't have water. There was no electricity, but we could get the doors up and the roof was on and we could work out. So our community was so tight knit and so close that anytime we saw somebody out or we could get the, uh, notification out that the gym was open and available. That's what we did. So we, you know, had some small classes, people coming back in. We weren't worried at that time about who was paying what or where they were or how things were going. We just wanted to see faces. We wanted to serve, make sure everybody was, you know, healthy and alive. And um, they come into the gym. We just did a workout as we could, the days that we could, and slowly worked our way out of that hardship by rebuilding. And we had to do that with the community. So the community rebuilt, the gyms rebuilt, um, you know, different places. And then shortly after that, COVID hit. And of course, COVID also took us down again. Uh, we were doing some Zoom workouts, some online things, um, the best we can communicating with everybody, like every other gym in the country. You know, we were all doing the best we could with our members, our clients. Um, and then Right at the turn of COVID kind of 
feeling like you could get back out again. This was November of last year. So November of 2020, that's when I purchased the gym. That's when everything kind of took place for me, but I had been a member of this gym for many, many years. So that is where the opportunity came for me. Um, but yes, it, it's been some difficult times getting through multiple you know, economic problems. And that was another thing too, the hurricane. We have a military base here. That's a huge economic, uh, you know, builder for us. And we lost, they all had to leave. The, the, the base wouldn't, you know, wouldn't let them stay. It was destroyed. So we lost friends. We lost some family you know, we lost a lot of things and the economy was rough for a little while. Um, but they're slowly building that back as well. So that's, um, we're seeing some results from that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we move forward, we're all just taking it a day at a time because we've been hit so hard. We kind of roll with the punches at this point. Like we literally, right. that's all we can do. So we take it a day at a time and we're just all still literally in the process of rebuilding. A lot of houses aren't, aren't complete either. So. Wow. Yeah. Yes. It's been, it's been interesting. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I know a lot of people have had it hard out there with COVID, but I can only imagine, you know, going from the hurricane situation, right. Basically directly into COVID has been a lot to deal with. So yes. as far as rebuilding the membership goes, it sounds like most of that has been done organically. Uh, it sounds like you have a really good community base uh, within the facility. So as far as kind of getting it now to that next level. So you've opened your doors again and you've gotten to a pretty good point as far as the membership base goes now. Um, but what are the next steps as far as growth goes? Um, I am really working on that. That is a, um, that is not my strong point. So I am trying to fill that role with somebody that I can find in the community that can help me out. Mm -hmm. We do have a social media presence. We do have our website. I need to decide how I want to grow and be able to do it in a more broader area. So, so this is one of those things that I'm working on. I, mm -hmm. I'm now I've taken it over. I've gotten my feet under me. We have grown. How do I grow more? And right. there's, you know, there's options. I've, I've got a really good friend. That's a marketing uh, person and mm -hmm. she's been helping me with the social media kind of baby steps, but I, there's more that I need to do. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out which direction that needs to be for me and for the gym. We definitely have a great word of mouth uh, presence, but mm -hmm. there's definitely more that can be done. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great foundation to have that, to have the really good community and to have that word of mouth. And, um, you know, those people, when they come in the door, it's great because basically they're already sold, you know, they want to be there. So sure. that's, that's really helpful to have that as a good foundation. But as far as getting to that next level and expanding out and reaching more people and just saying, Hey, we're here. If this is the type of workout that you're looking for, that's where things really get to the next level. So as far as paid advertising goes, have you ever done any type of paid advertising at all? Not yet. Not at this point. And mm -hmm. that is something that I'm looking into. So I'm yeah. going to work on that a little bit closer, but I have some other priorities, some other hardships that I'm I've got to make decisions on. And mm -hmm. one of them being, uh, we're, like I said, we're a fairly small gym, but we're on the side of a 
building that has another side to it and we have the opportunity to expand and move into that side and I'm dealing with the struggle of do I do that what do I turn that into do I go ahead and take that opportunity because I was hoping that opportunity would come to me about the two or three year mark that I've owned it but I'm at the one year mark right now and so you know it's risk it's a financial risk it's um because uh, I need to expand, I need to market, I need to expand my membership, you know, what comes first, the cart or the horse, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm a kind yeah. of stuck in that situation. And then one more other little thing that I'm dealing with as well is I have a restroom, but I do not have a shower in my facility. Mm-hmm. And I desperately need one because um, it's just something that some people are looking for. Yeah. This, you know, this day and time. So right. I'm, I'm trying to decide that as well. So where do I put my funds? Do I spend a lot? I understand you need marketing. You got to get people right. in in order to pay for anything else. So I understand how it works, but where do I, where do I set my money? You know, my priorities. So I'm, I'm at that phase now of ownership and of my reign and time here that where do I go? I've got a couple right. of avenues that I can take and which direction is best for me. So financially that is, that's hard right now. Definitely. Yeah. It can certainly be a hard decision decision to make, especially if you're not super familiar with the whole paid advertising game, just mm-hmm. because a lot of times, um, you know, people kind of throw money at paid advertising and just like cross their fingers and hope for the best. But there's so much to it, you know, as far as the targeting goes and uh, the copywriting, making sure that you're targeting the right people, you're saying the right things. I mean, Facebook doesn't even allow you to say some things. So knowing the ins and outs and the algorithms and making sure that you're staying on top of it and adjusting things accordingly so that you're not just throwing money out the window is a huge thing. And I think that that a lot of times is why gym owners typically just stray away from that and just focus on growing more organically because it can be a little bit scary, especially at first, Um, especially when you're in a situation where you are trying to decide, you know, where do I use those funds? You don't want to just waste money, you know? And a lot of times they say education costs money. So sometimes we have to learn those lessons by losing money. But if we can avoid that, then uh, definitely helpful. So it can certainly be hard to decide. Um, But as far as moving into that newer facility, I'm sure that that's going to come with higher overhead. Um, And then adding in some amenities for your members to make it a better experience for them is obviously going to come with a price tag as well. So it's like, you know, trying to decide what to do and do I fill the membership first, like you said, or do I expand to the new space and then kind of just take it from there? So it can certainly be hard to navigate those things. So do you have a direction that you're like leaning in or you're still just like unsure? I'm still unsure. I want to take over the space because the opportunity may not rise again. You know, if he, if he rents out that space and somebody else takes it over, at what point are they going to be gone? You know, that doesn't, I can't Mm -hmm. expect that for me to grow. If I don't take that space, I would have to move. I would have to build something and move to another facility or, you know, I'd have to go somewhere else for me to grow. So I, part of me wants to take that risk for sure and move over there. 
there's a giant opportunity with that space. So many things could go in that I could do with the gym and it doesn't have to be functional fitness classes. It can be other things. I could have an open gym type situation. I could have a kind of a hit, you know, like a four part um, class situation. So I'm toying with all those ideas and I do have somebody that might be interested in investing with me, but Mm -hmm. Then again, that's another thing. I went into buying ACR with investors. I've since purchased them all um, out. So it is uh, in my name only for the most part. So Mm -hmm. we, you know, do I want to leave ACR as it is and maybe go in with an investor for this new spot or do I want to just increase, you know, ACR. So it's it's a lot of underlying variables for making these decisions, but I ultimately in my heart would love to take that space over and grow Mm -hmm. and provide another new service for our area because we are still lacking a lot of places did not rebuild after the hurricane or didn't come back and so we there's a lot of opportunity there um but opportunity takes money sometimes yes (laughs) absolutely yeah and sometimes getting to that next level takes making a risk, taking a risk like that to push things to that next level. So certainly uh, um, can be a struggle to decide what it is that you'd like to do. But uh, it sounds like it sounds like you're leaning toward that new facility and you'll figure it out. I have faith that you'll figure it out. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So if you could provide one piece of advice for somebody who is thinking about opening their own facility, what would that be? This is tough because there's so many. (laughs) It is. It really is. Um, Be prepared for the good and the bad. You can't take everything personally. So if something bad happens, it doesn't mean it was personal for you. You just have to take it in stride. So, you know, moving forward, knowing what you're getting yourself into and all of the good and the bad opportunities that surround it. Absolutely. uh, Just take it with a smile, just keep moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, sometimes we forget a lot of people who get into the fitness industry and open their own gym. It's because they love fitness and they love helping people. They love training. But I think a lot of times it's, you forget about the business side of things and all of the, the good, the bad, the ugly that comes with owning a business, you know, and learning, the business side of things can be a little bit overwhelming at first. So I definitely think that, you know, keeping, keeping that in your mind at the end of the day, that it is a business and, um, you know, focusing on learning as much as you can about the business while opening the facility is super important. Cause I think that that tends to get lost and clouded a little bit, especially in the beginning. Absolutely. Again, if you go in prepared, um, knowing that not everything is aimed at you and the business side of things, it just happens. So you have to, you know, make that decision and move forward. Absolutely. Yes. Go with the flow and be willing to adapt. Keep your mind absolutely to adapting as well. For sure. Awesome. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? We are at ACR Athletics. I guess it's hashtag ACR Athletics. I'm still learning this. The marketing is not my forte. So, so Instagram and Facebook. And then we have our website at acrathletics.com. 
Awesome. Alrighty, ACR Athletics in Panama City, Florida. Thank you so much for joining us today, Angela. It's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you, Brie. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Alrighty, and to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, make sure you keep killing it out there, and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches doing the work, changing lives. Today, I'm here with my guests, Mike, Monica, and Cindy from CrossFit Solano out in Northern California. Good afternoon, guys. How's everybody doing? Hi, we're doing great. Doing great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. We're going to have fun. Tell us about CrossFit Solano. What are you doing? How are you changing lives out there in Northern California? Well, CrossFit Solano is a uh, relatively small homie gym. Um, We've been in existence for 13 years and we've gone through various transformations. Currently, our our, uh, reality is that we are a close-knit, family-oriented gyms. We have a lot of parents exercising next to their children and uh, brothers and sisters coming in together to work out and get a good workout. Friends, colleagues, uh, they work at the same place. They come in here and it's a very small, close-knit community. And we're located in Fairfield, California, which is in the Bay Area, considered the Bay Area, Northern California. All right. Let's expand on and just some of the stuff right where you started off. You said that you're kind of a smaller gym, smaller community. Uh, this is an audio only podcast, so people can't see the gym you're sitting in. I love the color scheme. Actually, um, one of my favorite gyms had a very similar color scheme. So um, I love that. But tell us about the gym. How big is it? How many square feet? What kind of workout area do you have? Roughly, right? How many members do you have in your community? What's that look like? It's about a 4,000 square foot facility. Um, it's uh, funny you mentioned the color scheme because both uh, Mike and I are retired high patrolmen, California high patrolmen, and our colors are blue and gold. We inherited the color scheme, but I really like it because <laughs> it's blue and gold. But yeah, um, we have roughly, we vary and fluctuate between, between 70 and 80. 70 and 80 right members. Now. Okay. All right. I think you might have sold yourself a little short there, calling 4,000 square feet a a smaller gym, right? That's that's pretty good size. I think that puts you a, li- a little bit on the above average, right? It's not a mega gym like a, an LA Fitness or a, you know, something like that a, a lifetime, but still pretty good size for a CrossFit box, that's for sure. So you're not you're not all bumping into each other. You have a little room to uh, to spread out. I always joke CrossFitters like about a thousand square feet each to work out, but <laughs> it sounds like you you're sort of roomy, right? Especially for Northern California. I know sometimes rents can be a little higher out that way. So doing, doing pretty well for space. 
Pretty well. I think it's just perspective because we had come from a facility that 10, was 10,000 square feet. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and then because uh, uh, property is at a premium, the owners of the building expanded their business and took over that space. So yeah, 4,000 compared to 10,000 is tiny. <laughs> but we did, but we did start in a 700 square foot spot. Oh, wow. Is that like a storage unit? What's that? Sounds like a storage unit. Yes, yes. <laughs> we were never yeah. expecting to get very big, but then we did. And so <laughs> now That's, we're here. Have they all been in Fairfield or fairly close to where you are? Yes. Yes, we've okay. always. So how long in the location that you're currently in? It's the fifth year. Okay. So it wasn't COVID related or, or anything like that. It was just... It was just California property related. Yes. Yeah. For for those of uh, in our listeners that aren't familiar, it's it's a unique animal in and of itself, right? There is not not a lot comparable to uh, almost anywhere in California for the way property goes. But uh, we saw some weird spikes out here on the East Coast in the Northeast with COVID. Any place, anything near um, near New York City for residential property went wild in the past year and a half, but still nothing for commercial the way that, that you guys see it out there. So that is a unique animal. You know, like everybody thinks their stuff is different, but you guys have some, some definitely unique circumstances out there. So you've been there for about five years or so. Um, we're talking about COVID and that not being COVID related, but you know, that's the elephant in the room. That's one of those things that everybody wants to know who did what during. So what did you guys do during during peak pandemic and how does it look now for you we rolled with the punches and there were a lot of punches i think uh, we are fortunate that we do have uh it's in a business complex and there's a ginormous parking lot behind our facility and we have an outdoor rig and okay. so we had the ability to drag our equipment out take us uh, we bought spotlights for our 5 a.m class that's our first class in the mornings so we would drag lights and all the equipment out there and everybody i think everybody was just really grateful they were able to keep their routine and keep their fitness level high to deal with both the stress or the uh, potential of getting ill uh, keeping their health routine going and so they our members were really amazing and they rolled with the punches too so if we had to be outside in the middle of darkness at 5 a.m. And, you know, the temp, the, it gets really windy in Fairfield. We have this huge wind tunnel that comes through. So working out in the wind, uh, pulling all the equipment out, having to bring it back in to secure it later on when no one's out there. Um, we were really, really fortunate in that respect that. And then, of course, the uh, fellow businesses that were in here were very, um, non-phased by us going out there and working out. We'd get some stares, but uh, they were they were uh, probably envious because <laughs> their gyms were closed. But uh, that was one of the biggest things that helped us maintain a routine and consistency throughout the pandemic. Um, aside from a few hard closures where it was mandated by our county, uh, we've been allowed to work out outside and we've taken full advantage of that. While we were closed, we posted online workouts and challenges, trying to keep people motivated and asking them to share and post their workouts, and how they did and videos of it. 
trying to keep everyone motivated and still part of a community. Yeah, try, try to just do whatever you can to keep that engagement going, right? Yeah. Did you do, um, did you loan out any equipment? Did you have people that didn't want to come in? Did you do remote workouts? Anything like that too? We did loan out a lot of our equipment initially when the hard closures were going on. And then when uh, it turned out that we were going to be allowed to start bringing in smaller classes and working outside, then we collected it all back. But that did work out for some people and uh, minimal equipment uh, workouts were posted for them to be able to use the minimal equipment that they were rented out, rented out. And I say the rented was their membership there. They were, uh, it was all loaned out. And um, that, that did help our members that a lot of the people were very appreciative of having one 35 pound dumbbell you don't realize how amazingly important one 35 pound dumbbell can be yeah yeah it, it, if you get creative you can definitely do do yourself a world of hurt if you want with it right and in the best best possible crossfit masochist way so we were you, lucky enough that we didn't lose too many people during that but, uh, I, of course we lost some but a lot of people wanted to support us and help us stay open yeah we all you know anybody who's been part of the, the crossfit community always talks about the community in the gyms and and that's one of the times when you can really see what you've built what your community is made of and and where people come together and and obviously some people like anywhere may have been affected personally by it and and had their own hardships so you wouldn't expect them to do it but by and large what we've heard is the the people who had memberships that could continue them in so many instances and uh you know kudos to to you guys as as gym owners and community builders for for making that happen so um i'm curious you know you didn't lose a lot of people there but that just kind of made me want to pop back a minute um when you move from 10,000 square feet to 5,000 square feet was there an adjustment in how many people you could hold did you lose people or did it just get a lot more cozy <laughs> we did lose some people um, mostly because we moved further away from where they were, mm -hmm. but it got a lot more cozy too, <laughs> but in, in some ways that was a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're in 4,000 square feet, everybody, every gym owner that I've talked to, especially in CrossFit, it's one of those things where we all as athletes, we get obsessed with our numbers. We track our workouts. We know our PRs. So CrossFit gym owners always seem to have like these, these different goals and different numbers in mind. So member number is always something that people want to hear about. Are you at your goal member number? Do you want to grow? Do you have something in mind? And if so, is there a specific niche or type of program or, or type of ideal clientele if you do want to grow? You're just boiling over there. The number the, with the membership we have, but it would be nice to be more comfortable to have a little bit more and not just be barely making it every month. Yeah, understandable. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's, um, you know, it's great. There's nothing wrong with being satisfied and happy and thankful for what you have, right? And your community obviously seen you through a lot of things, but I know personally, and, and you can tell me if, if you agree with this, when you're in this business, when you're in a position where you, you own a gym and you're usually driven to give to the community, right? You want to spread whatever you can do to as many people. 
in whatever way you can affect them. One of the things that drives that is having the revenue to be able to say like, oh, we bought more equipment or we can offer more classes because we can have more coaches. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, we want more members so we can put more money in our pocket. It's a capitalist society. If you want to do that, then, then more power to you. But that's not the only reason. And some people's um, business owners sometimes get, they, you get a bad rap. You know, people will automatically assume you're a millionaire and anything you do is a cash grab. And it's like, well, whether you are or you aren't, it's like, if you're showing the value and in, in doing other things, sometimes there is more of a reason than your bottom line. So I don't think there's anything wrong with saying like, we could fit more people. So if more people wanted to come in, that would be great, but we love everybody that we have to. I, I think uh, we would like, for, for me personally, I would love to see our membership grow. Uh, I really like uh, in, a, in, a, in a given day, our members are our neighbors. We could, they're within one or two, three, four miles of the gym. And because they're our neighbors, obviously we want all our neighbors to be more fit. And it's well, one thing about having it being a gym member is having it be convenient. That helps you stay more consistent, makes you more invested if it's easy to get to your gym. So on that point, uh, if we had more members, we would be able to develop more programs that fed the needs of our neighbors. Uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, sports that the children are involved in right now that are being canceled or are sporadic. And again, that's something that's near and dear to my heart that I think sports is a great, um, a great tool for children to use to become great adults and do well in life and be successful. So uh, it would be fun and uh, beneficial to our community if we could have a better children's oriented uh, program that things that they're not able to get currently because things are in fluctuation of close, closing down, now they're homeschooling, now they have to go back to school, have some a consistent program that they can come to on a daily basis or every other day to still get that, have that resource of a sport um, and, or at least conditioning so that when finally sports do come back full force, they're not uh, out of shape because they've not been allowed to uh, congregate and, and, and uh, exercise and compete and learn from uh, a good instructor. And so developing programs like that, having a better membership base would definitely lend to us being able to create something more consistent like that. And hiring more coaches or uh, getting our coaches even more invested by providing them a better uh, income by being our employees, our coaches. The other thing, the other demographic that we'd like to, to really spotlight that I think the, the pandemic has really focused on is our older um, athletes, our older uh, adults that uh, you're seeing and some a lot of the evidence points to that if you're already behind the health marker and you contract COVID, then you're really gonna get hit harder than someone who is ahead of the game and staying fit, staying consistent with some type of a workout program and support and mental health because exercising does make your mental outlook look a little better. It's very helpful in that. So for our older athletes, it'd be great to be able to focus on them as well. Currently, we're, we're pretty much old school CrossFit gym and uh, our classes are all integrated, all age groups. And it works out well because we're a smaller membership. But if we were able to expand our programs, uh, 
again, having a better, a little larger uh, um, athlete base, uh, and then we'd be able to expand programs that targeted those two extremes and let them have their own classes where they could uh, work out and compete and have that same comfort that uh, your uh, mid uh, group of your everyday, you know, your 20, 30, 40 somethings that are, that, you know, they are, they have their jobs, they have their routine, they're, they're comfortable coming into the gym, but sometimes it's our younger and older athletes that have a hard time coming in and they're, they're trying to do a squat where someone else is like doing all these crazy moves and they feel a little behind the curve, but give them their own space to work out in. So those are a couple of programs that would be great to uh, develop further for us. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm just, you know, sitting here and, and just feeling like the passion coming through for these things that, that you want to do. And, and, and I think that's, that's amazing, right? You are clearly in it for maximizing the impact that you can have towards whatever, whatever groups that, that you want to see as the niche that you think you can do the best with. So kudos for that. Are you currently doing anything to try to attract more people generally or certain types of people? Are you doing social media? Are you doing uh, Google ads? Are you doing Facebook? Are you doing anything like that? Or is it all just, you know, whoever gets referrals or word of mouth? What's it look like as far as getting more interest, getting people coming in the door to, to have that type of growth that you might want to have? So we are working on a couple of programs, uh, getting involved. Cause like I said, we have a lot of neighborhoods, uh, in close proximity. So we're, uh, a lot of it is word of mouth. We have happy athletes at our gym and then they are like, well, my neighbor's gym closed down. So I invited him for a class. So we always have that venue of members are allowed to invite their friends in for a free class or a couple of free classes so they can see the experience. And really the, the one thing that our new members will say is I walked in and everybody, people that I don't even know are like, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so and introducing themselves and telling them it's okay. I remember when I first started, I was horrible at X or Y or Z and you'll get it. And like just this, you know, day one, they're getting welcomed by not the coaches whose job that is, but the members are happy and are welcoming. So uh, that's one thing. And then um, I already lost my <laughs> oh yeah getting people in so uh we also have some businesses in here around here and and um a lot of uh apartment complexes that have closed their gyms down for their uh residents so giving they can walk there's a couple of apartment complexes in the area where they could literally walk here come in and get their workout it's not as convenient as their complex gym but it's definitely a good venue for them so we're getting in contact with with our neighbors and inviting them in Awesome. Awesome. So that naturally just leads me to say, what do you do when somebody does come in? Somebody, do you have a free class, a free week? Do you do a, a, a workout where you, you hang out with them? Do you do an assessment? What do you do when someone brand new comes to you and says, somebody told me about Solano. I saw a sign. I saw something. I want to get fit. I want to try. I want to try it with you guys. What's your process? Well, we offer a free class when they come in. Their first class is free. And then we have a special, uh, if, if they're still wondering if the community is going to be uh, something that fits, we have a uh, basically a half-off two-week membership that they can try out to see if the schedule works, see if the community is good for them. 
and then they can go into a regular program from there. But first class is always always free. Okay. All right. And do if you had to ballpark it, or if you track it, that's great. But if you had to ballpark it, what would you say like the percentage of people that come and do that are like, heck yeah, sign me up. Is it like 25, 50, 75? Or if you go by feel, does it just feel like, you know, most of them? I think if uh, it's probably 50%. I was going to say, I was going to say probably about half. We've got a great community. I mean, like Monica says, everyone is very supportive and it's very inclusive and we have good athletes we have we have older athletes we have the whole gamut so when they come in once they get past that initial you know fear of the unknown of, of crossfit and you know we show them how to scale the workout you know everything's infinitely scalable and they come in and have fun and they leave here sweaty and tired and they learn something we usually we usually can get them so i would say a good 50 percent if we get them in the door and get them in a couple of classes, they uh, and it, everything works out schedule wise because uh, we we our rates are very competitive. In other words, pretty pretty cheap. So compared to compared a lot of the to other, other gyms, so I think we, we we have a lot to offer. If we get them in the door, I think we can uh, we can show them what we can do for them. Awesome. So you're not scaring people away on price. You know that you're a little lower than than what's around your motivation isn't every dollar that you can put in your pocket, but it's more growing the community and finding the people that are going to be the good fit. And probably those out of the 50% that don't stay, if they did, maybe they, maybe they wouldn't be the best fit, but the people that do come on, are you finding they, they generally do stay with you a long time? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. So it's, you know, Everybody would like 100% to sign up, but it doesn't mean 100% are a good fit. You, that's that's a tough thing to look at from the eyes of a funnel, for sure. It is good to have a good fit. We have a good group of people. Yeah, that, you definitely want to keep control of that. It's it's important, right? Because you have to see them. You're in the business. You're not somebody who owns a big box gym that they sign up and it's just a credit card swipe every month. So so I get that totally. Um, Boy, the time is flying by, but we have we have some of you here. You've been in the business a while. You you know, Cindy, I think you said 13 years since it started, right? You've been around. Yes. And then you guys have been in the business as athletes for a long time, but now as owners. So um, I'd like to hear both perspectives. So from you looking back 13 years ago, if you could give yourself a big piece of advice, what would it be? We'll start with Cindy. And then from the, the two of you, I think the, the better question, because it hasn't been that long, is um, if you could go back and do it sooner, would you have? Um, well, I guess the advice I'd give myself would have been to be more involved in the gym, because in the actual gym, because when we started, there was a big group of us that started the gym together. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. kind of in by default because of my husband at the time. And I was the bookkeeper. I did the paperwork end of it and not a lot of stuff in the gym. But slowly as we started losing people as owners and I wanted to keep the gym, then I had to start being more a part of inside the gym and learning all that, which I have not been doing. And 
and uh, I ended up being the only one left of the 12 of us that started. And so (laughs) I was glad to get Mike and Monica on here with me. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm always sad that this is only an audio podcast, but the, uh, the looks on their faces and, and the smiles and the, the head nods say that, you know, they're just as happy to be there. So to my question, do you, looking back, do you wish you did it sooner? Is there anything you would have done differently? Been, been more active inside the gym. So I was knew more about that part of the business than just the paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. And for you too, for, for Mike and Monica, uh, <laughs> do, you, do you wish that you got in sooner would, or differently or been more involved or did it, is this just the way that you feel it was supposed to be because of your careers and things like that? I think uh, with the careers that we had, we were very uh, not available. So I think I, I've been retired for five years. Mm-hmm. Been two. Mike's been retired for about two years now. And uh, we have the time that, that to, to give what it takes to fill in where we need to fill in. We're very uh, flexible in that respect. So I think it's it was like perfect timing for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think on top of like the pandemic and affecting uh, the viability of the gym, um, financially, we're, we're at a, we're mature adults. We're, we're more secure. We have, you know, our mortgage is paid down. Our, we, our, we don't have car payments. So all that stuff being a, an older adult with, you know, with the pension and all that stuff that all plays into making it uh, easier for us to take on that risk. But if I were in a position to have been an affiliate owner earlier, um, yeah, I love, I love our gym. I love the experience of it. Um, And I love what we offer our community. So definitely it would have been cool to, have started this path sooner, but we're not looking at getting it out of it anytime soon. So maybe that'll come on the back end. The, the 13 years will be on the back end. We don't know. <laughs> there you go. That's that's good. It's it's always great for me to hear there's always this resounding sentiment, no matter how you word it, with with gym owners that are that are in similar positions to you, that in one way, shape, or form, it always ends up being some some evolution or some version of, I wish I did it sooner. You know, I wish I were more involved. It's, it's always like, Hey, if I were to tell younger me, this, it'd be like, just do it and get in there and and be doing it. So, you know, I think that's a sign of, of the true passion and the love that comes from the industry that, that we've chosen. I know it's a second career for you guys, but it's something you've been involved in and passionate about even before you were owners. So you know, I love hearing that. So I think that's, that's a great note to, to end off on. So we are just about out of time and I thank you guys for your time. But before I let you go, can you please tell our audience, where can they find you? What's your website, social media, any last remarks before you go? Okay. So we're CrossFit Solano. We're located at 424 Executive Court North. So if you're familiar with the Fairfield area, we're right next. We share a fence with uh, Solano College. So if any college students need a place to come work out, this is a great place to work out. Great community in that respect. Um, uh, We have our website. It's uh, 
and then uh, CF, and then Solano spelled out. So it's C-F-S-O-L-A-N-O.com. CF Solano. Yeah, CF Solano. And we're on, we're on Facebook as CrossFit Solano and Instagram as well. We're not uh, computer savvy enough to do Twitter or anything else like that. <laughs> That's all right. And for our, listeners, <laughs> our listeners out there, the name will be in the show notes. Everything will be in there. Go to the website. The Facebook page is linked on there. Check out CrossFit Solano. Um, if you're in the area, they're not too far from wine country. They're in the Bay Area. Lots of good reasons to check them out. I'm sure they'd, they'd love to have you for a drop in. Check them out. Thank you guys so much for being here. And to all of our listeners, thank you for spending some time out of your day with us. We appreciate it. If you want to spend more time with us, get notified when new episodes drop. Click the subscribe button. Throw us a like. Leave us a review. We love all kinds of feedback. If you want to be on the show, click the link in the description. Someone from the team will get back to you as soon as possible. Just fill out that form. To everybody out there in Jim Lord's nation, keep working hard, changing lives. And keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Shay. Shay, how's it going? Going great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm definitely excited to you know, share my experience with people in business or people thinking about starting a business. Absolutely. And yeah, so let's go ahead and get right into it. So what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? Uh, my gym is Emerge Fitness and we're located um, at 8 San Rico Drive in Manchester, Connecticut. Manchester, Connecticut. Okay, got it. Yes, and how long have you guys been in business? So I've been in business since March of 2020. Um, so I actually started with a partner um, and I just became the sole owner um, April of this year. Okay. Sounds good. So March of 2020. So interesting time to start a gym. So I'm guessing, was that in the beginning that you guys started or right in the middle or what? 
Um, it was actually right at the beginning. So um, I was actually deployed. I've been in the military for about seven years. Um, okay. So I was I was deployed, you know, when we were talking about starting a business. Um, so I think the first hurdle was first getting me to Connecticut um, yeah. because COVID had hit right as I was supposed to come home. Okay. Um, so obviously I made it. Um, and it was kind of perfect timing in the sense that when I got to Connecticut, gyms were already shut down. So obviously we couldn't open, um, but it allowed us a lot of time to be able to really set up our space how we wanted. Um, so we kind of just put all our focus in on that, the aesthetics. Um, and then we started virtual. So that was definitely a very interesting experience. Um, we were virtual for about a month and then we started opening, you know, according to COVID guidelines. So we never had a grand opening. We were first able to open for one-on-one -on -one training um, and then we eventually opened for classes. So it was definitely more of a step-by-step -step, um, procedure, if you will, than I think yeah. a normal business would want to go about. For sure. And, you know, thinking about that, like in a way, there's some advantages to that too. Um, because one thing we've saw that people in the industry, like, you know, whenever they close down and they open back up, like my gym, for example, um, people have like these certain expectations of how things used to be. Right. And when it can't be that anymore, that leads to a lot of disappointment. So you guys never had to deal with that, really. No, not at all. And I mean, we were both kind of in a point where this was all we had, you know, so we were either yeah. going to do it or we, we were going to be left with nothing. But kind of taking things in a step by step practice really allowed us to focus in on the different pillars of our business. So like I said, you know, we were really able to focus on the gym itself. And then we were really able to just focus on training. And then we were able to just focus in on classes. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gave us time to have an all around understanding of every single pillar of our business. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, fast forward to today. So what, um, like, what's the main bread and butter of your facility? Like what services do you guys offer? So we do one-on-one -on -one personal training or two-on-one -on -one personal training. Um, we have fitness classes and we also do remote programming. So we don't do necessarily do virtual. So remote is kind of, you know, the equal to that. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm definitely, you know, now as a sole owner looking to take things in a more, um, like broadened perspective, I guess, to really give people, you know, the best experience that they can have at, at our gym. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. for sure. So when you say broadened perspective, could you elaborate on that just a little bit for me? Yeah. So I just, I really want to be able to give people all the necessary, you know, tools and resources that they need to be successful because when people come into the gym, it's not, they're not just coming into your gym for a workout, right? They, they need, they really need a lifestyle change. So, you know, if we're able to provide the sessions, um, you know, we give nutritional guidance, but I'm also a big advocate for mental health. Um, and I think that, you know, maintaining a very personal relationship with clients is important and, and being invested in their lives and more than just, you know, working out. Um, right. So I, I really want to just focus on encompassing, you know, all of the above into our environment, you know, just to a greater extent. Yeah, yeah, that's and yeah, thank you for elaborating on that. And that that's a good point too. Um, but, you know, mental health is something I think that a lot of people, uh, a lot of gyms and a lot of trainers, uh, coaches, you know, it's one thing that people kind of, you know, overlook. So, you know, we think about, we think about the workouts, we think about the nutrition, but if that person, you know, if their head's not right and, it, you know, it doesn't always mean that, you know, there's something wrong with them, so to speak, but if they can't focus the other things going on, you know, it, 
like fitness and all that just kind of takes a backseat, it seems like. Right. And, and I definitely noticed, you know, being in training for a while and the success of most of my clients comes from that mental aspect. You know, you can tell them what to eat every day. You can put them through a workout every day, but if they're not mentally in it and they're not willing to do things on their own time, then it's hard to be successful. So I think really changing just the mindset of, you know, how they go about living their life and their perspective on life is extremely important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing we say is, you know, most people need to be reminded more than they need to be taught. So that's, that's really like where coaching comes into play. And uh, now when you talk about your online um, remote services, is that kind of like what you go towards, like you're going more towards coaching instead of just like virtual classes? Is that what you meant? Um, so the remote programming is basically just we provide written workouts and, and we do tutorials with these, you know, videos of how to's um, we provide workouts every single day. So, it, so it's um, a program that people or a membership that people can do in itself. Um, and, and we have a generic program. We have one that's more tailored to people's specific goals. You know, if they have any really specific restrictions yeah. um, or whatever it might be. So, and this is also something I made free for all my clients. Okay. And I remember a lot of people, you know, when I first came out with it, they were like, why would you do that? Like, why are you giving your clients free workouts? Mm. And to me, like I said, because I want to provide my clients all the necessary tools they need to be successful. So if they're training with me twice a week, what are they doing the other five days? So I, I give them free programming. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so we're just really focused on giving people everything that they need to be successful. For sure. Now with, with that programming, is that just for like the one-on-one -on -one class or do the, the people in classes get that as well? So the, the remote programming is just something that comes with the personal training. Um, okay. okay. A, it would be an add-on for people who are doing classes. Okay. Got it. Got it. So like, do most people, do you feel like most people just do one or the other as far as one-on-one -on -one or classes, or do some people kind of go back and forth there? The majority of my clients are also in classes. Um, okay. It's definitely something that I highly suggest all my clients do. Um, it just really helps to build a community and it allows people to kind of see and understand that while we're all here, here for different reasons, you know, our goals are essentially the same in the sense that we're trying to better ourselves every single day. So yeah. the one-on-one -on -one is awesome because, you know, I really get to work with people on a personal level, but the classes are good because they're with people who, you know, understand what they're going through and, and want to help them along their journey, you know? Yeah, for sure. So let's say, okay, new client comes in. What is like the onboarding process for them? Like what steps do they go through whenever they first join the gym? Yeah. So when a client reaches out, um, we always, it depends on what they're interested in. So if they're interested in personal training, um, they get a free session, they get a free assessment, they sit down with a trainer, um, talk about their goals their nutrition, kind of what they're looking for. And this isn't really a normal textbook conversation. Like I like to get very deep with people. Like, you know, when you look in the mirror, how do you feel about yourself? And yeah. I'm not talking externally. I'm talking about the shit that's going on inside. You know what yeah. I mean? Because usually that's the root for why they're there. Mm -hmm. So I really like to get to know someone as a whole person, um, in that initial assessment. And then start going over you know the reality of the situation okay you know how much weight do you want to lose you know what what standards are going to make you you know healthy and make you feel like your best self um and then we put them through you know a quick 20 minute workout just to get an idea for their physical abilities and stuff mm -hmm. um and then classes we always offer two free classes 
So if people are interested in classes, they simply just come check it out. They hop right in. Um, so it's pretty easy to kind of, you know, get in the gym and, and get going. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that too, that you guys, um, you focus, you know, you, you go deeper than just like your, your normal consultation would be. Um, and I'm sure that that hits right in on you guys wanting to focus more on the mental side of things as well. Right. Right. Well, I had worked um, as a trainer at a commercial gym and, and the assessment was so short. And I, and I always felt like, you know, you had this sheet and you had to hit all the bullet points on the sheet with this client, yeah. you know, before your time was up and you were only to spend five minutes talking to this person. And it just felt extremely impersonal. So I knew that was absolutely something like I did not want to adapt into my gym. Yeah, for sure. And and that's a good point because I started out there um, in the, the PT industry in a commercial gym. And it, yeah, same thing. It's like you, you have this checklist and there's really no no connection built with anyone. And, you know, it just seems kind of generic, you know, so to speak. Right, for sure. All right. So let's say, um, okay, so fast forwarding to a different area of the business. So as far as getting new people in the door, um, your new facility, um, you know, within like in the industry. So like a year and a half or so, and you've had the gym yourself since April. So what are you doing right now to get new people in the door? Um, so for a long time, um, we really didn't do much advertising. It was just word of mouth. You know, we had mm -hmm. family members, friends of friends, cousins, you know, all sorts of people coming into the gym. Um, but then you plateau at some point, you know, like your business is new and it's exciting. Um, yeah. So social media is honestly like your best friend. I've, I've paid for advertisements before and stuff on Google. Um, but Instagram honestly is where the majority of my clients come through um, mm -hmm. that in our website. So we have a form right on our website that, you know, people can fill out and, and specify what their interests are. And then we have a trainer reach out to them, you know, right away to get things scheduled. Cause you always want to move quick. You don't really want to dwell on things and give right. people time to think about it. So yeah. 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 Speed is king. That's uh, that's for sure. And like when people are, you know, whenever they sign up for something like whatever, you know, moment that they sign up, they're in that mindset, right. That they're right. ready to make a change. So yeah, you're right. If you don't hit them right then, or, you know, within, you know, within a few minutes, you know, that could just, that could just fade away. Right. Yeah, for sure. Now on your Instagram, like what, um, what type of advertising are, are you mostly doing like content or are you doing like story ads or, or what's it, what's it looking like on there? So I do a lot of content um, and I really like my business page. So the Emerge Fitness page should just be about Emerge Fitness. Like I don't post anything personal on there. It's strictly about my business. And I like um, the page to be solely centered around my clients. Mm -hmm. So I have pictures of my clients and training sessions, progress pictures, classes. Um, you know, I put things up like informational stuff. Like right now we're um, running a fundraiser for thyroid cancer awareness. Oh, cool. um, because that's September. So stuff like that, you know, I'll, I'll throw on the Instagram. So it's, it's honestly just, you know, what our gym is, what it's about, who's there, what's going on. Um, it's very, I, I feel like comfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so those, those are the two big avenues for you right now. So um, as far as like your membership goes, um, where are you at it in far, like it's in terms of active members right now? Um, do you have a guesstimate about where you're at? 
Yeah, we have right now we have 73 members. Okay. So between um, between our, our programming, our classes and our personal training. Um, I have four trainers that work for me as well. So. Oh, good. So four trainers. So so you're not having to do every single thing in, in the gym then basically. No, but I mean, I still like to, I, I really like my trainers, you know, focus on their clients and, and kind of yeah. building, you know, their expertise as a trainer, you know, I don't yeah. want them focused on, oh my God, did I vacuum the gym today? Like, that's not where I want their head to be. You know what I mean? Obviously it's appreciated, right. um, but they're all part-time and, and this is definitely an outlet for them. They absolutely love it. So I'm just trying to really hone in on their excitement and blow it up into something great. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, take advantage of that while it's there. I can tell you from, from personal experience um, and you're, you're doing the right things because I feel like um, some mistakes that I've made and some other people that have, you know, I've talked to on here, they, they give their trainers a ton of responsibilities. And like you said, that's great, but eventually, you know, after a while, unless it's a certain type of person, it kind of starts to take away from, you know, their attitude towards the gym, you know, towards their job. And ultimately that's going to reflect on the programming, you know, and, you know, and your business as well. Right. For sure. And, and I definitely think, you know, one of the most important things in, in building a team and building a community in a gym is just constantly acknowledging that like, Hey, you're doing a great job. Like even for the simplest things, you know, I have one trainer, she gets so excited every time a client like loses weight, she runs up and tells me, <laughs> and you have to make such a big deal out of that stuff because it's so important to them. And, and if you make it, you know, this big, exciting thing, they're going to continue to work hard and continue to, you know, push their clients to make that same kind of progress. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now do your trainers, are they, um, is everyone like kind of in one avenue? Like do you have people that only do one-on-one -on -one and people that only do classes or do they do both? Uh, three of my trainers do both. And then my fourth trainer, she does classes and she's the lead on our remote programming. Oh, so cool. they're all in classes and they're all intertwined into some, you know, way, shape or form, but. Okay. Awesome. So on the, on the remote programming, um, I don't think I asked you this about it. So do you guys offer that separately from everything? And just, okay, you do. Yeah, yeah. We offer that separate as well. So if someone just wanted to do remote programming, that's an option. Yeah. And I have some I have some clients who um, went back to school and they went to college. So mm -hmm. they hopped on that program because they're not in Connecticut anymore. Right. So um, if I wanted to do remote programming, I could do it. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, cool. All right. This is, yeah. All right, awesome. So like, let's say last question, um, as far as like your general population, so what is like demographic, what, what does that look like for you? We have just, you know, your average human being like you and me. Um, so we work with just the general population. Um, okay. So, you know, I have people in their fifties. I have people that are 19. Um, so just people, you know, looking to lose weight, put on muscle mass, get in shape. Um, and I was, you know, listening to a lot of podcasts and reading a lot of books when we first started the business. And I remember this one guy saying, you know, you really need to find your area of focus because you can't be good at everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's kind of what made me want to just work with the general population. You know, we're not, we're not here to make the world's strongest man or, you know, yeah. run the fastest marathon. We're just here to be happy, healthy, and, you know, have a life full of good quality. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good point. And, and I see that that's one of the big downfalls I see with a lot of places, you know, and, and we know you can't make everyone happy. So right. it, it's good that you kind of focus and specialize um, in, in general population. So we're looking like people that 
want to lose weight, um, maybe, but they, they just want to feel better, look better, have a better quality of life, right? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I have some, some people really passionate about fitness, you know, who are, who are striving to put on muscle and be extremely strong. And, you know, I have a lot of strong women in my gym, um, which is awesome. And guys too, can't hate on the men. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so it's just, it's, it's a great experience. You know, everyone's there, like I said, for different reasons, but we're kind of all on the same journey in the same boat together. Yeah, absolutely. So we're running out of time, actually, as far as being on the podcast. So um, two questions for you. So number one, if you could go back in time to when you first opened the gym, what is some advice you would give yourself? Um, to not necessarily listen to what other people have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, people feel that they should give on like, advice on things that they're comfortable with. And, and the majority of the population, they're not entrepreneurs, right? And that's just kind of the reality of our workforce today. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's scary to be in the unknown. You're, you kind of have to create your future versus being in the unknown where everything's predictable. So I think just kind of staying true to, you know, your goals and your dreams is extremely important. And I take listen, but take advice from few people. Absolutely. That's, that's a great point. And I think if everyone did a little bit of that, there wouldn't be so much stress like around, around the industry, because a lot of people, um, and you know, it's just, they're talking personal preference, right? It's, it's really self-serving. So if someone hasn't done it before, and if they haven't done it better than you have, right, like you should really take everything with a grain of salt. Right. For sure. Absolutely. And last question. So what does growth look like for you? So I know you just kind of got this thing off the ground. Um, in a year from now, where do you want to be at? In a year from now. So there's a whole other half of my building um, that my landlord is utilizing. So my goal is to move into that space. Um, mm-hmm. So he's going to be out of there soon. So I, I, my goal is basically just to expand into the rest of my building. Um, and I really just want to focus on my trainers, you know, building their clientele and really developing them into being successful. Um, so growth is literally the growth of my business. The growth of your business. Um, Good. I love the growth it. of my business. And, you know, eventually I would like to pull myself back a little bit so I can focus on the business itself versus being one-on-one with clients. Yeah. Um, but I definitely love that aspect of yeah. my gym. So I'm not ready for, for sure. that yet. Yeah. And it comes with time. Same thing with me. So, you know, I've pulled back, but at the same time, I still am engaged, you know, with a few clients. So I know exactly what you mean. All right. Well, Shay, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. It was a great conversation for sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, you know, thanks for letting me talk a little bit about my business and my journey. Absolutely. Where can we find you at on social media? So on Instagram, it's at Emerge Fitness CT. Um, same for Facebook. And then our website is emergefitnessct.com. Okay. All right. Got it. And for our audience out there, if you guys like this podcast or found value, please hit the subscribe button. And if you are a gym owner and you want to be featured on the podcast, click the link in the description and apply to be a guest until next time, gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at 
podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.